welcome back to your daily dose of ancient wisdom. We continue today our reading of Srimad Bhagavata, Book 1, Discourse 14. King Yudhishthira grows apprehensive at the sight of evil omens and Arjuna returns from Dwaraka. Sutta continued. Arjuna had left for Dwaraka in order to see his relation, Sri Krishna and others, and to know the doings of Sri Krishna of sacred renown. He, however, did not return from that place even though many months had elapsed. In the meantime, Yudhisthira, the illustrious sign of Kuru, saw portents of fearful nature. Time had taken a dreadful turn as was clear from the fact that the characteristics of the season had totally changed. People had taken to sinful ways of living, their hearts possessed with anger, greed and falsehood. Their dealings had become crooked, even friendship was marred by deceitfulness. There were quarrels between parents and sons, relations and relations, brothers and brothers, and even between husbands and wives. At the approach of the Kali age, the nature of individuals was vitiated by evils like greed and so on, while omens bonding the worst type of calamity appeared in the cosmic nature. Witnessing all this, King Yudhisthira spoke to his younger brother Bhima as follows. Yudhisthira said, Arjuna was sent to Dwaraka to see our relation, Sri Krishna and others, as well as to find out what Sri Krishna of sacred renown was doing. Although seven months have since elapsed, O Bhimasena, I do not quite understand why your younger brother has not yet returned. May it not be that the time predicted by the celestial sage has arrived, and the Lord intends to cast off the form assumed by him for the sake of sport. The Lord, of to whose grace we owe our fortune, our kingdom, our spouses, our life, the continuance of our race, our pogency, our victory over the enemies, and our title to the higher worlds. Observe the fearful protents. O tiger among men, in the heavens as well as on earth, as also in our own person, booting some calamity near at hand, that will distract our mind. My left thigh, left eye and left arm, dear brother, are throbbing again and again, and my heart quakes every now and then. All these will surely bring some unhappy news. Lo! The she-jackal, vomiting fire, howls at the rising sun, and this dog, dear Bhima, fearlessly bays at me. Good animals, such as the cow, pass by on to my left, while other inauspicious animals, as donkeys, turn to my right. Nay, I see my horses weeping, O tiger among men, this dove, the harbinger of death, as well as the owl and its enemy, the crow, keeping awake all night, make my heart shudder with the horrible cries and would have the world 
converted into a desert. The quarters look smoky. The orbs of the sun and the moon appear with a misty halo encircling them. The earth with the mountain quakes now and then, and then are frequent thunder clasp accompanied by violent lightning strokes, dear brother. The wind blows very hard, spreading darkness with dust. The clouds rain blood, thus creating a ghastly scene everywhere. Look at the sun, which has lost its brilliance, and the planets contending against one another in the heavens. The congregating here and there, streams and big rivers, no less than lakes and mines of the people are all agitated. The fire does not burn even with clarified butter. I wonder what surprise in this fateful time going to spring on us. Calves refuse to suck the udders on their mothers do not allow themselves to be milked. Cows weep, tears trickling down their faces, while bulls too do not rejoice with the herd. The images of the God appear to weep, nay, they perspire and move from their seats. These outlying districts and villages, cities and gardens, mines and hermitage look cheerless and robbed of their splendor. God knows what evil they portend for us. From these grave forbearings, I am led to believe that the earth has undoubtedly lost its charm, having been deprived of the touch of Lord's feet that possesses a grace, graceful marks of the thunderbolt, etc., unknown to the feet of any other person. As the king was thus expressing his concern with a heart full of anxiety at the sight of those pretentious phenomenon, O Saunaka, Arjuna, whose banner was embolized with the figure of a monkey, returned from Dwaraka, the capital of Yadus. Seeing his younger brother fallen at his feet with a strange look about him, lackluster and ill at ease, his face cast down and tears trickling down from his lotus-like eyes, the king felt anxious at heart and questioned him in the midst of his other kinsmen, recalling the words of Narada. Yudhisthira said, Are our relations, the Madhus, the Bhojas, the Dasarhas, and Arhas, the Sattvas, the Andhakas, and the Vrishnis happy in Dwaraka, the capital of Anarthas? Is my revered maternal grandfather Surasena doing well? And our maternal uncles Anakadundubhi or Vasudeva and his younger brother enjoying good health? Again, are our maternal aunts, the seven wives of Vasudeva, Devaki and others who are related to one another as sisters quite hale and themselves as also their sons and daughter-in-laws? Does King Ahuka or Ugrasena, the father of Devaki, whose son Kamsa was notorious for his wickedness and his younger brother Devaka still alive? And are Hridika, 
Krishna's brothers as well as Satrajit and others faring well? And is the divine Sri Rama, Balarama, the lord of Satvatas or Yadavas happy? Is Pradyumna, Sri Krishna's eldest son, the greatest warrior among all Rishnis well? And is the divine Aniruddha, Pradyumna's son of marvelous dash on the field of battle prospering? Susena and Charudesa, two of the ten sons of Rukmini, of whom Pradyumna was the eldest, and Samba born to Jambavati, and all other great sons of Sri Krishna, including Reshabha, as also their sons, and even so as Srutadeva, Uddhava, and other attendants of Sri Krishna, and other principal Sattavas or Yadavas, Sunanda and Nanda being the chief of them, are all those doing well, protected by the arms of Sri Rama and Sri Krishna? Do they ever inquire after our welfare, bound as they are by the ties of affection to us? And is Lord Govinda, Sri Krishna, a friend of the Brahmanas and full of affection for his devotees, happy in his famous council chamber, Sudharma, at his own capital, in the midst of his kith and kin? It is for the protection and the prosperity and the well-being of the worlds that the prime person, Sri Krishna, is living in the milk ocean of Yadava race and his constant compassion, Lord Ananta, Sri Balarama, respected by all the Yadus, revel like the attendants of Lord Vishnu in their own city of Dwaraka, protected by his long arms, virtue of their service at his feet with their regard as their foremost duty. Satyabhama and other 16,000 and odd spouses of Lord prevailed on the latter to conquer gods on the field of battle and carried by force the objects of sense enjoyment such as the celestial Parijata tree sought by the gods themselves and fit to be enjoyed by the goddesses Sesi, the spouse of Indra, the wielder of the thunderbolt. May the great Yadava warriors who depend on the might of his stout arms always fearlessly tread the council chambers known by the name of Sudharma, which was snatched by force from Indra and was worthy of the foremost gods. Are you enjoying good health yourself, dear Arjuna? You seem to have lost the brightness of your countenance. Did you fail to receive proper attention or were you ever treated with the disrespect during your prolonged stay at Dwaraka, dear brother? I hope no one tormented you with words devoid of love and full of inauspicious import. Did you ever fail to gain the prayer of the suppliants who approached you with some hope or to give something which you might have promised of your own accord? I hope you have never turned away any brahmana, child, cow, aged or ailing man, any woman or any creature whatsoever that might have approached you for protection, noted as you are for affording shelter to the needy. I am sure you never shared the bed with a woman unworthy of you 
nor did you cooperate philippinely with women worthy of you. I further hope that you were not vanquished while on your way back by your equals nor by your inferiors. Did you ever take your meal ignoring the aged or children deserving to be fed? Or did you perpetrate any loathsome act which was unbecoming of you? Or is it that you have been torn from your ever most beloved and intimate friend and relationship, Sri Krishna, and thus considered yourself desolate? For there can be no other cause of your agony. Thus ends the 14th discourse entitled Yudhisthira's Doubt in Book 1 of the great and glorious Bhagavata Purana, otherwise known as Paramahamsa Samhita. Thank you.